This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled, Keeping the Faith, the Peruvian Model, by Michael R. Ash, read by Ned Scarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at deseretnews.com. This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. As noted in a previous installment, there are four primary New World Book of Mormon geographic models. The Great Lakes model, a Baja model, a Peruvian model, and a Mesoamerican model. With the exception of the Baja model, which is proposed by an LDS father and son team, there are variations of all three other models found in the ongoing debate. All four models have members who are fans as well as members who are critics. All four models also have attractive features as well as anomalies. It's important to note that no paradigm, even a scientific paradigm, is completely free of all anomalies. In science, progressive modifications allow for alterations within a paradigm so long as the paradigm is not destroyed by the modifications and so long as the preponderance of evidence supports the paradigm. With the exception of any version of the Great Lakes model, all the other three models must engage the fact that Joseph Smith retrieved the plates from the hill Cumorah near Palmyra. This anomaly and other anomalies will be dealt with in subsequent issues. In this issue, I'd like to begin with the Peruvian model. For the limited geographies, the Peruvian model, or some variation, dates back to the earliest LDS thought after the Mesoamerican model, a version of this model which actually included lands from south of Peru to northern Ecuador, was proposed in 1948 by Vera Burrell, the Book of Mormon guidebook. Another variation was introduced in 1975 by Vince Prydis, the Book of Mormon and Map, New Insights into the Book of Mormon. The newest incarnation of this model has been proposed by George Potter. General strengths for this model include a limited geography, more limited in Potter's variation, lands that match the cardinal directions described in the Book of Mormon, north, south, east, and west, a narrow neck of land, and a mostly reasonable internal map. Specific strengths for the Peruvian model include an ancient iron mine and possible early metallurgy, archaeological remains of ancient civilizations, legends of a white bearded god. Some have also claimed that the white Indians once lived in Peru, and a purported statement by Joseph Smith that the Lehites landed in Chile, not far south from Peru. If the Lehites landed in Chile, it would seem logical that they settled nearby. There are, however, problems with the Peruvian model. I'm unconvinced that the Peruvian model includes a river Sidon that matches the requirements of the Book of Mormon text and the primary archaeological evidence for large populations in Peru come from people who were far too late to be connected with the Book of Mormon peoples. As Dr. Joseph L. Allen explains, 
I eliminated Peru as the heartland of the Book of Mormon, since the archaeological evidence is minimal, and the linguistics evidence is nil when compared with Mesoamerica. Nor does the archaeological time period correspond substantially with the Book of Mormon. Although Peru was my first love, I came to understand that the ruins of Machu Picchu and other Inca sites are post-Book of Mormon. Peru offers evidence of minor cultures in existence during Book of Mormon time, but certainly not to the extent that the Book of Mormon seems to require, and not to the extent of civilizations already discovered and documented in Mesoamerica. The ancient American lore of a white-bearded god, while often treasured by many Latter-day Saints, is tenuous evidence at best, as will be discussed in a future installment, and the assumption that there were once white ancient Americans rests on a misleading or a misreading of the Book of Mormon and a misunderstanding of ancient cultures. Lastly, let's examine the claim that Joseph Smith purportedly said that the Lehites landed in Chile. The belief is based on a statement in a document dated between 1836 and 1837 and written by Frederick G. Williams, one of Joseph's scribes. Some have supposed that Joseph was the source of this statement. In 1882, Franklin Richards and James Little published a booklet wherein they purported William's note about the Chilean landing under the heading Lehi's Travels, Revelations to Joseph the Seer. Williams, however, did not attribute the statement to Joseph Smith, and there is no evidence that Joseph received such information by revelation. B.H. Roberts and John A. Witzow, both careful critics, doubted that the statement came from Joseph. It seems that Richards and Little made an unwarranted assumption. More likely, the source for William's statement was that of Orson Pratt. Pratt believed that Lehi landed in Chile and had been promoting his geography for many years. He never attributed his geographical model to revelation from Joseph Smith, however, and once explained that his model was based on his own analysis of the Book of Mormon text. In the end, I personally find the Peruvian model interesting, but unpersuasive when compared to the other Book of Mormon geographic models. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it in iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon.